This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that's kind of like a Japanese game show and that everyone's yelling, nothing makes sense, and someone might get fucked. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont. Here I am with my lovely co-host, Alice. Alice, how are you doing this week? You know, I have been on a spree of looking at Japanese game show, and <laughs> it is amazing the things you will find. Tell the audience more. Let's hear. Let's hear. I mean, you know, I actually brought on kind of an expert to walk us through, someone who has been binging out on it. So we have actually on the show a threesome. We're doing another girl on girl on girl. We got an FFF. I Ooh. like these. They're fun. They're very sexy. <laughs> and we're doing it with Missy Martinez this week. Missy, thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. And uh, just so you know, uh, lesbians are something I'm not new to. That's actually what my Avian Award is, Best All-Girl Sex Scene. Ooh. So you ladies are in very good hands. Well, hey, I do like experience. We keep teasing the audience with a will-they-won't-they they on if Alice and I are going to hook up. And I, I'm still firmly in the one day they will. One day. Yeah, they will. You know, with tequila, all things are possible. I do love tequila. And I do love pot. And I'm very persuasive. <laughs> but I only accept enthusiastic consent. So, yeah, absolutely. One day when Alice enthusiastically wants to hop on my non existent Johnson, it, it's going to happen. Excuse you, but that's what strap ons are for. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, you're thinking about this. All right. Audience, <laughs> she's a participant in this. <laughs> She is encouraging this behavior. Look, I'm just saying that strap-ons are not only for women. I have seen men wear Mm strap-ons. And I'm just saying, you can have variety. Ladies, you can have it all with one guy and 12 dicks. Exactly. I believe in you. Or myself. Different colors, different materials, rib for your pleasure, rib for his pleasure. Mm -hmm. I have trans guy friends who they're like, yeah, I don't have to worry about accidental pop-up boners. I just, I have a drawer full of them. Yeah, there's no erectile dysfunction. Yeah, they get to choose the dick size they want that day. Yeah. Clashes with their outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Color coordinate. Yeah. I'm wearing a big dick outfit today. I'll get a big dick for the strap on. Yeah. Now, I never thought about color coordinating with the dicks, but that actually sounds like a really good idea. Mm -hmm. You know, given that they're near our faces so much, probably. Shit. Sorry. Like, if I put on a red lipstick, I'll just pull out the big red one. and Yeah. Or a black one, just for the nice contrast of the black and the red. I mean, black does make everything look slimmer. No, that's... Never mind. No. No. Well, no. Tell that to my asshole. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) I think we just started off on a tangent of, let's get dirty and see how weird it can get immediately. (laughs) Audience, you're getting me uncaffeinated right now, so I apologize. (gasps) This is me before the drugs kick in. <laughs> so, Missy, you're not only an Avian Award winner, you're a writer, you're a director, you're a sex toy model. We have to talk about that. And a comedian. We love all of this. Yay! We basically want to grow up to be you, so tell us more. <laughs> oh, I'm horribly dead inside. Horribly dead inside. <gasps> it's the same. We're, as we said before we started recording, I'm moving down to L.A. like in days. We're moving. We're, we're hanging out. Yeah, let's do it. Let's be dead inside together. Yes. Yes, I'll show you where all the good drugs are. And talk about nihilism. It'll be fun. Just us and our past guests, this is going to be the best ever. Oh, yeah. Eventually, someone's going to be topless. I'm sure of it. It'll, it probably, it'll probably will be, be me. me. Oh. <laughs> 
you first and me. Back when my nipples were pierced, I would just randomly show a boob because it was like, look, there's there's metal in there's it. Metal. You know, that was that didn't last very long, unfortunately. I had a, a nipple piercing, but I had large areolas before my uh, first boob job, and it just didn't mm. it didn't go. You have to have like tiny little nipples for it to yeah. like look good. Really, it's funny because I have audience here's more info about me than you needed. I have largish nipples. I need proof. You know what? We're on a porncast right now. I can show you guys my boobs and the audience won't know. So there. <laughs> oh, those are good nipples. Those are They're, good oh, no, nipples. I like them. I like my nipples very much. I've come to love and appreciate them. It's just they are on the large side compared to the tit. Uh, so when I, here's the thing. When I got the nipple piercings, I felt like they looked better, like everything looked more balanced, and then the piercings went away. I could not get them uninfected to save my life. Same. Same. So it was like, nope. And I had a friend from college who we both had our tongues pierced in college. And then, you know, we had a vocal coach that was like, no, you have to get that thing the fuck out. Stop it. Uh, so Dawn, much to our voice teacher's joy, took out the tongue ring and then showed up and was like, look at this and showed us her. <laughs> uh, a year or so later, uh, she told us the cautionary tale of spending $5,000 on nipple replacement surgery. Oh, wait. Oh so what I couldn't like, no matter how much I was using saline, because you have to like hold like little saline shot glasses on your nipples. Yeah, to, back drum. Here, here, audience, we're being educational. Uh, you basically just clean it out with saline. I could not, even with going on antibiotics, I couldn't get them to un, mm-hmm. you know, be infected. So I'm like, you know what? It's just not worth it. Not worth it. Oh. So you know what? There are other fun things you can do to boobs without there being bars of metal in them. I've heard. That's so sad. Infected boobs. That's, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a hardcore metal band. Or it's something that uh, breastfeeding mothers go through when they get an infected duct. I had no yeah. idea. I'm so thrilled I'm not having children because that just sounds painful. And I, I could never do that because usually when a little bald man sucks on my tits, I get paid. That's the best kind of life. This warms my heart. So tell us more about a little bald man sucking your tit. I need, I need more information. Is it just one little bald man or multiple? I mean, is it? Are you like a kitten? <laughs> like a kitten. Like if they're very little, you can fit a few. Like do you just snuggle them against your bosom? Yeah, uh, I have a friend. And she recently had a baby, and she was just breastfeeding. And I'm like, "And you're doing that for free? That's weird. That's a paycheck right there." I mean, she is producing food for someone. That's it's its own reward. It's not that I hate children. It's just that I'm no thank you. Yeah, I have a whole no, closet full of coat hangers just for that. <laughs> I had an audience. You don't get to get fucking mad at me for this because this happened to me. It's my trauma and I can deal with it like an asshole, okay? I had a miscarriage about a year and a half ago. And my thought when that happened, because I fa- figured out I was pregnant via having a miscarriage, oh. I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to spend $400. <laughs> like Silver linings. Yeah, and I mean, that's the one time I've ever had an accidental pregnancy, and it was with the man who sent my husband and worked out. There you go. It was a dry run, dry run. We're going to get letters for that comment. Well, don't worry. I'll just make it worse right now. As your podcast host, I would have happily thrown you down a flight of stairs. Oh, that's that's friendship. That's love. It really is. That's true love. We've just lost the rest of our female listeners with these comments, (laughs) but... I think the only women who listen to this are ones that are okay with those kinds of jokes. Yeah, and we're only nine minutes in, ladies. Only nine minutes in. It's just going to get worse. (laughs) Like I said, before the meds have kicked in. So, Missy, you've been a sex toy model. Yes. I've always wanted to know this because you see fleshlights on the market. Do they actually mold the inside of you? 
or just the labia? So I thought that they molded the inside also because I'm like, you know, you know how tight you are, how loose you are. If there's little ribbings and nubbins on the inside, no, they just do the outside, and it's uh, they use like plaster of Paris, kind of like if when you go to get a cast, and they leave it on there and they mold your thighs, your coochie, and your butthole. And they did my mouth also. They haven't released my mouth or butt, so I don't know what they're waiting Whoa. for. And it's cold. That's- it's a cold process. You. S- you sit there for like 15 minutes and then it hardens and they take it off. I wonder if the reason they haven't released a mouth butt one is it's going to be one unit where you could flip it over. Maybe oh like a, some human centipede action. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. That's disturbing and wonderful. Right? Which I think describes most things we talk about in this podcast. Disturbing and wonderful. A silly thing that's a very little known fact is before they mold you, they want blood flow to the area. So they'll give you a little tiny vibrator and have you go into the bathroom just to fluff yourself. So the blood flows and like everything gets pink and puffy. Oh my God. I'm diddling myself in the bathroom. Everyone's just out there waiting for me so they can mold my vagina. Like, (laughs) this is fine. This is normal. I'm okay. I'm okay. Hey. It means your vagina is so special that all those people would wait while you're masturbating. Yeah. I mean, that says something about the quality of your lady parts. I have arrived. <laughs> See, I recently molded my lady parts with um, sponsor uh, Clona Willie. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to mold your own lady parts and or dick, uh, get 20% off at clonawilly.com with the code two girls, spelled out two girls. But the point is, is I so my labia came out in hot pink, but now knowing that it's going to look slightly different while it's aroused, I kind of want to do it over. They did send us a, se- a second set of molds, but not a second set of things to make the thing with... I cloned my husband's penis. I've been wanting to do that. It worked out pretty well. And I made a glow-in-the-dark version. <gasps> Ooh, fancy. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We'd watched The Simpsons uh, parody porn like a few weeks before, and I was like, I want the plutonium rod. Like, it was... <laughs> The process, and I mean, we're going to do a Facebook Live on my Facebook page and talk about this a bit, but like the process of getting it done on a dick, because you do have to fluff. Yeah, you have to fluff. You have to fluff, and you have to keep it hard whilst this thing is is solidifying around it to make the mold. So you're down there doing some work yeah, <laughs> whilst holding this thing of smelly goop with, you know, on a, yeah, it's not pleasant. So here's my question. They obviously mold the outside of, you know, your labia, but do you get to select, hey, what's it going to feel like on the inside? Or do you take like a survey? Do you have just a bunch of like your past fucks, like fill out loose tight, like, oh yeah, it's rib for his pleasure. I wish there was some customization options, but sadly there isn't. It's just a standard inside. I would actually show you one that I have but I, when I was feature dancing, I ended up giving them away on stage. Mm. I think I might actually have one, but it's just a standard seven inches, six and a half, seven inches deep. And it has little bumpies on the inside, like little ribs. Oh, So it's all standard. It's for his pleasure. For his pleasure, yeah. Nice. But I said they should have scratch and sniff options. And I always tell my fans, tuna scent sold separately. <laughs> God. See, I, mm, yeah, I think there should be options for scratch and sniff and there should be different custom options for what it should feel like for him. You know, some could be wavy, some could be bumpy. I mean, look, there's going to be a guy who wants like, uh, what is it when, you know, she has teeth down there? Oh, v- vagina dentata. <laughs> That's it. Wow. 
Look, I'm just saying that's someone's thing. There's something for everyone, and you are all welcome here in our sexual universe. Yes. Yeah, but there doesn't seem to be something for everyone when it comes to toys. So, Yvette, maybe this could be a business idea. Vagina, ventata, fleshlights. We can do this. Well, customized fleshlights for, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the things they feel. I just got a horrible idea for, like, monster fleshlights. Like, ones that look like things out of, like, Marvel movies. Because what do men like more than comic books and fucking? They have those. Yeah. I want like a Captain Avenger mask with like a hole in the mouth because you know those guys want nothing more than to like make Captain Avenger their bitch because then they get to, sorry, not Captain Avenger, Captain America. Sorry. Oh, yeah. They all want to fuck Chris Evans. They all want to fuck him. Now that I said Captain Avenger instead of Captain America, there are going to be people sending letters going, she's a fake comic fan. Like, actually, it's Captain America. Actually, it's, you don't know what Captain Marvel is. She's yeah. not supposed to be a woman. She wasn't in other versions of the co- Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Next, I'll mention that I play video games and I'm going to get a flood of hate mail. Oh, you should hear me, girl. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. Like The first two years I was on social media, my husband uh, at the time, boyfriend, told me, please don't even use the word feminine. Just don't ever use it. You're going to get attacked. No, it's a hate crime to be a feminist. Yeah. It doesn't mean what people on the internet think it means. <laughs> uh, no, it's. I'm like, I'm not trying to get rid of men. I married a white one. I married a Those tall are the white man Those with the all the, the privilege men. in the world. I love men. I just want the bad ones to be held accountable. And they don't all the time. She's a witch. I burn her. So I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go light the fire myself. I'm so, I'll take yeah. care of it. Don't, it's like Amy uh, Schumer in that episode where she's like, it's, it's cool. I'll do it. It's okay. Let me bury the body for you. I'll do it. I'll, I'll bury myself. <laughs> I'll go. So we watched a porn this week, which was interesting. It was a, yes. a Japanese game show porn. Ooh. So I think first let's talk about Japanese game shows because Missy, you were the one who said that you've been on a binge of them. Yeah. Uh, I have so much watching to do. Yeah. This is actually my first game show I've watched. I watch a lot of Japanese and Korean reality television, cooking shows, Japanese-style originator, where it just shows you Japanese culture, and they all have this weird panel. All their shows have a panel. And you know the show Masked Singer? That's out in America? Yeah. I don't think so. I I don't watch it. Sorry. It was called Hidden Singer in Korea, and they stole it from them, where it's like famous singers, and they're all dressed up, and you have to guess who it is. So we've just stolen everything from them. But this is actually the first Japanese game show I've seen that combined porn with it, too. So you can blame me for this, since it was me that uh, led us down this Japanese and Korean road. We blame and thank. Blame and thank. It's It's... You know, somewhere in between. Yeah. So when I was looking at Japanese game shows, I found a few that were really interesting. And what I'm going to do is I kind of want to read you guys the titles and you tell me what you think the show is about. Okay. Oh, Lord. All right. So the first one. Scared already. Candy or not candy? I know what this one is. Yes. Uh, It is exactly what it sounds like. They have the guests chew stuff, and usually it's like chocolate. And you, is this a shoe? Is it an actual shoe that you're going to bite? Or can you bite into it and it's actually chocolate or candy? And I've seen clips of that, and they can make some pretty realistic-looking things out of candy. There have to be times when someone just bites into a shoe. Oh, yes, always. That's just hilarious. It's amazing the things that we will watch hoping that it turns out okay, and then occasionally that moment of schadenfreude. Ah, yeah. he didn't guess right. He gets to eat a shoe. Other people's misfortune makes us happy and makes us feel less bad about our own misfortune. So the next one is called The Bum Game. Oh, 
God, this could go in so many different directions. Um, you know I only chose best ones. She chooses the best people. Do you have to identify someone by their bum? Yes, but how do they do it? Smell. Touch alone, blindfolded. This is the one that actually, when I looked at clips of it, it looked so similar to some of the Japanese porn game shows that I found, which was the women actually place their rear ends through an open port in a large wall. So basically a large glory hole. Uh-huh. And then the contestants on the other side have to kiss the exposed bums and guess which one belongs to which girls. So basically like the matchmaker game show, except with butts. That's wonderful. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> you mean have your butt kissed or kiss butts? I've had a lot of notable butts in my mouth and in and around my face. And I could probably recognize it from look, but not from kissing it. And I've kissed some ass in this business too. Both literally and figuratively, you can actually say in your profession. In my profession. Yeah. Let's see. The next one is called Strip the Girl. Um, oh God. Do they have to undress the ladies in an unorthodox fashion using a different part of their body, like their mouth or their feet? Well, there is undressing of ladies. Are the women taking the clothes off themselves or is somebody else taking the clothes off them? They might already be naked. You see, that might be a misnomer in the title. I feel misled. All right, tell tell us. The main prize is getting to see the model naked, but what the contestants have to do is a series of degrading tasks that involve things like throwing bean bags at number tiles in order to, you know, the more they hit, the more nakedness they get to see. Oh, so it's like a version of strip poker, but with demeaning acts. Exactly. Gotcha. And then the last one is called spread your legs. Well, I would guess there's legs spread. Is Does it? Oh, Jesus. What could possibly come out of this that's good? Is it like things are on a conveyor belt and you have to like get your legs around them? Or something. I'm trying to think of just crazy Japanese shit right now. I mean, both sound accurate, but what it actually is, is it, this is probably the least sexy one. So after one woman spins the wheel, another female contestant has to endure what looks like a backwards gym device that spreads her legs further and further apart. Uh, and sometimes the distance uh, of the spread corresponds with the number spun. So it, it's pretty painful. I'm not really sure what the point of it is, but uh, yeah. yeah. Unless you're a gymnast or, or a, you know, someone who's capable of doing splits, I feel like that could rip something. Yeah, it sounds like a kink thing gone wrong. Yeah. Like, or gone right. It's like if you're if you're into ripping your, your tendons and your inner thighs, this show is for you. Yeah. It's interesting because I've always thought of myself as flexible, but then I see my friends who are contortionists. And I'm like, no, I'm a pile of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I pop things out of the socket accidentally when I'm like, if I'm just sitting normally around, like, cause I have a joint disorder that makes me hyper flexible. Like I'll just have a leg kind of flung over my shoulder. Is it called being a slut? Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but no, it's like, there's, hold on a second because we are we are on video so i can show this yeah i'll just be sitting around with this behind my head and this is kind of my normal sitting position see i'm not going to throw my leg behind my head because i actually so um when i was having no i'll explain i get in the team I, I, okay, so my leg kind of hurts at the moment because I was having a sex the other night and I did something similar while, you know, throwing my leg behind my head <laughs> while being fucked. And Alice got a cramp in her leg. So 
I still feel it. And um, let me put it this way. When we were talking, um, I know, to Katie, uh, this was, I know, on Patreon content about how some of her most powerful looking orgasms are actually just painful cramps. I was there in that moment. Oh, yeah. I've had some that have involved carpet burn. I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm screaming from pleasure or pain right now. (laughs) But it all looks good on camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. There was a camera hidden in my... No, not yet. I was actually recently diagnosed with a broken fucking back. (gasps) Oh, I have a broken back. My L5 is broken. Holy shit, girl. What happened? Do you know what did it? Nope. Nope. I just had, after one, a shoot one day, I had really bad lower back pain, but that's, you know, from posing and arching and taking 12 inch wieners for 45 minutes. Like you're going to be sore. As you do. But it didn't go away. And so I did all these stretches stuff and it just couldn't get out of pain, couldn't get out of pain. Went to the doctor, had an MRI done. They're like, bitch, your back broke and you have a slip disc below Oh it. my God. <laughs> so I had to go to a spine <sighs> institute out here and uh, I had to take some time off of work. I took a uh, it's been three weeks since I shot, and I shoot three scenes next week, and then two more scenes the following week. So it's going to be trial by fire. But on the upside, I got fun pain pills to take at night. Yay! Silver light. Li- little victories. There's a good note to this after all. Oh, so sorry. But now uh, I've been using it uh, to get my way a lot around the house with my husband. He'll, uh, he's hungry. I'm like, oh, my back. Oh, my back's broken. He's like, can you do this for me? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you the one with a broken back? So I, I've, been, I've been utilizing it. I mean, you can't do that forever. So yeah. Oh, watch me. Do watch it for me. now. It's, watch me. I have joint problems. And whenever something's flared up, like I'll use that as much as I want. But like I... It happens often enough that I try not to abuse it. It's like, honey, my back hurts. Can you go get me some water? Can, yeah, can you do that? Oh, yeah. Sweet. He's a good man. Yeah. Try not to abuse his charms too much. Oh, that'll quickly fade away. Yeah, that'll go away real quick. I've been married for 12 years. You are eight years further into this than I am. Yeah, we were together before I started sex work, too, which is weird. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Is it okay if I ask what he does? Uh, he's a project manager, so he's corporate. Cool. The opposite of taking dicks up the butt. He's the opposite of it. And he's totally supportive? He's very supportive. But nice. I, always, I always tell him, you know, like, there's good days at work, bad days at work. And he gets jealous sometimes. But I'm like, the day you don't care I'm having sex with other people is the day there's a problem. But he understands the difference between sex and love, yeah. work and fun. And we're not swingers. We don't do anything like that. He's just like, you know, just another day at the office. You know, his day was a pain in the ass figuratively my day was a pain in the ass literally you know that works yeah i would assume that is a work hazard where you don't use enough lube oh definitely and we don't get workman's comp either yeah no there's no osha for porn there is osha there's osha regulations for porn actually wait what yeah i thought there should be i mean like there are are osha regulations on everything in terms of how warm you have to keep a room like and i found this out when i had a lab that froze us and was like sorry we just can't fix this i'm like is there an osha regulation for how warm your pussy has to be or how hard a dick has to be (laughs) well i hope it has to be a live body temperature. I don't think there's any, uh, I don't think we've gotten in, into the necro. Dead girls can't say no. That was what Brock Turner was going for, but you know, oh. oh. Anytime I can make fun of someone who's a horrible human being, I'm okay with it. That's the price to pay. Oh yeah. Let's not make fun of a rapist. Oh. Yeah. Is, is that the like line just, we're going to draw? Just to remind people, we are making fun of the rapist, not the rapey. Not the, Big uh, distinction. We're making fun of the asshole who is already out of jail for a violent rape of a woman. Oh, so speaking of rape, 
This is a yes. great segue, actually. <laughs> We're just talking about all the fun stuff today. Yeah, we've covered abortions, necrophilia, rape. Molded pussies, and now on to rape. Here's the thing. I've been to Japan, and one of the things that I've noticed amongst uh, the Japanese sex culture is that, especially when I was looking at a lot of Japanese porn in preparation for this, I noticed a consistent theme of women being like, oh, no, please don't. And I realized realized that it wasn't only a porn thing. I was reading stories where men were saying, yeah, you know, I came from the States. I was dating a Japanese girl. And, you know, when the first time we had sex, she did the same thing and I had to tell her to stop. (laughs) And I think what it comes from is the cultural status of women being submissive so you can force your will on them, particularly from the value of purity in the sense that a woman wanting it is slutty. So as a result, you get a powerful fantasy of forceful men and unwanting slash pure women. That has to be part of the reason why men of certain character, they get a certain impression of what all Asian women are and they get a fetish. So that probably plays into yeah, that. That makes sense. And also in the Asian culture, especially Japanese, uh, the women are very submissive. They do as they're told. So I think that might play into the fantasy of, no, don't do this. Don't do that. Because otherwise, they're like, yeah, do whatever you want kind of thing. But like you were saying, it goes back to purity also. So I think that's a really strong uh, possibility of the psyche behind it. Yeah. And it, what's interesting as well is I was also looking at some hentai, and there was definitely a difference oh, yeah. between. Oh, to oh, analyze yeah. a hentai at some point. Like this, this is that's its be- own we need show. To do a full episode. Tentacle it's, monsters. Look, let's not speak ill of the tentacles. Look, our Patreons have seen me excitedly hold a tentacle, so they know how in it I am. Oh, I can't go to the aquarium anymore because I just get too horny. There is a risk of being too wet. Who hasn't had an incident of being kicked out of an aquarium for hopping in the tank and? Talking to the octopi. (laughs) Who hasn't rubbed their genitalia against those windows? I have. I mean... I see calamari and I'm like, hey, like that's- <laughs> you can kill a mamari. <laughs> but I did want to mention oh, that Jesus. there definitely was a difference between true rape and corruption rape. So let me explain mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that, you know, in the former, the girl is remaining resistant until the end and seems to be actually somewhat rare in hentai. But the corruption of purity, on the other hand, seemed to be super popular. Oh, yeah. And that's in the case where, you know, as I mentioned, girl was reluctant at first and then learns to love it. So basically turning someone pure and innocent to corrupt and slutty seems to be super fetishized. You just described every lesbian scene ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every hentai I've seen starts off with, no, don't. And then as soon as it's in, oh, it feels so good. It's like, this is... This is sending men some mixed messages about what women, at least in, you know, in some cultures are looking for. Five Whew. no's and a yes is still a yes. Yeah, it's, it's the Edison method. Yeah. If you can fail 10,000 times that one time, though, yeah. your ball's deep and it's fine. And then all the electrocuted elephants line the way. <laughs> oh. Topsy. He electrocuted an elephant. Yeah. Topsy. How am I unfamiliar with yeah, this? Yeah. Um, he was showing the, the value of AC currents. Oh, yeah. And so this, this one elephant trampled a group of people from a circus, so they sentenced him to die. And so they stood him on this no. big platform and electrocuted him in front of a bunch of people. And now we have electricity. You know, maybe they could have just said we shouldn't have elephants in circuses and then just, you know, been like, look, there's a light bulb. Yeah. 
Now you can see this murderous elephant. Yeah. But, you know, man's bloodthirsty and fuck the elephant. Yeah. I wonder what they did with the elephant afterwards. Like, what do you do with a big dead elephant? I don't think they ate it. I'm going to guess save the tusks because they're horrible people. Uh, A couple people took hides for trophies. Someone might have taken the head because people are creepy and like dead things on their walls. And they might have used other parts for whatever. I don't know. I have no idea if people eat elephant. I've never heard of elephant meat being eaten. No. Email us, info at twogirlsonemike.com. Have you ever heard of people eating elephant meat? Yeah. I've tried gator. I've tried a lot of random game meats. Like when I was in Australia, I, tr- I tried emu, and I tr- I've had kangaroo a handful of times now. And like somehow elephant has not come up. Elephant, the other, other white meat. Dude, we don't even know if it's white meat. <gasps> oh, Racist. Every so often you see a strange picture and there is an elephant with with a large penis hanging out. You know, they maybe They do have it's, very large penises. It could be dark meat. I'm just saying. It could be. Just based on dick size, I'm going dark meat. Hold on. Mm. I'm going to Google elephant penis size. I need to know. <laughs> oh, you were going to be on so many government watch lists. <laughs> Probably. I work uh, mainly as a journalist. And the stuff that I have to research sometimes, like... My Google Analytics are messed up for weeks, and I know that I'm being tracked. (laughs) Yeah. On my former work computer, former because I just quit my day job the other day. It was amazing. Nice. Congrats. Quitting feels so good, doesn't it? It was amazing. But I know they definitely have like quicksand porn searches on there and for (laughs) a few other interesting topics. Wow. Okay. So elephant penis size. So we have a length of uh, 39 inches and diameter of six inches. So uh, for our European friends, that's 100 centimeters and 16 uh, centimeter diameter. So it's this thick. That's 39 inches long? 39 inches long. That's a fucking meter. That's a meter of cock. That's a fucking yardstick. Yeah. I would be a shish kebab. You would be giving it a blowjob at the same time it's fucking you in the ass. <laughs> yeah. That's how big that is. Please don't fuck an elephant. Please That's don't all do I'm it. Saying. Don't do don't it. Don't do they, it. They don't want you. We gave out the Horat challenge a few weeks ago. We're not giving out the fucking elephant challenge this week. No. I mean, that is, that is a hard no. I know that there's supposedly John McAfee keeps talking about fucking a whale, which we're going to have him on the show because we need to discuss that. We want to know why this is a thing in his life. <laughs> like, how did this start? But here's my question Will one of us take the reins and now start posting about why you shouldn't fuck an elephant every so often. Daily reminder, don't fuck an elephant. PSA. You know, I think I should just tweet that. Once a week, I'm just going to tweet your weekly reminder, please don't fuck an elephant. Don't fuck an elephant. Create fake statistics of how many people have died while being trampled from attempting to fuck an elephant. 100%. 100% of people have died fucking an elephant. Every single person who's done this. And I mean, we don't know how many people have done it, but we know they died doing it. Yeah. We don't know this for a fact, but we know it's true. Fun fact, that's how you get a statue, is if you die while trying to fuck an elephant. That's how you get a statue in a park. Is that why there are so many Confederate... Like, maybe they didn't actually win anything, it's just they fucked elephants. Yeah. And they're like, we can't take this down legally because this guy fucked an elephant. Yeah. That's written in the Constitution. Tiny letters. Maybe it's just that the Confederate leaders were all just elephant fuckers. I'm saying you can't can't prove it didn't happen. Can't prove it. That's all I'm saying. We're starting the rumor. Then again, I don't know if there weren't elephants in the U.S. at the time, so maybe that could debunk it. But still, I'm going to call them elephant fuckers. Call them elephant fuckers. Elephant fuckers. We got into a weird tangent there. <laughs> this is 
taking a dark turn. We're going to weird places, and I can't wait to hang out when I get. I'm moving in a week, and I'm so happy. I'm gonna be out in LA, by the way. So yes. Oh wow! An African bull elephant's penis can be six and a half feet long. That's just a bad time. That's a bad time written all over it. That's just a boyfriend. That's boyfriend height. Sorry. Yeah, six and a half. That's about the height of my taller ex boyfriends. We'll put some googly eyes on him. When they talk about big dick energy, like, like uh, uh-uh, you don't know, you don't, you don't know. I tend to get. Big Big dick energy more from smaller guys. Yeah, because some of them are packing heat. Instead of yeah. going vertical, it went out. It went horizontal. Like I look at them and go, wow, you're just a giant dick with a small man attached. <laughs> I do have a story of the biggest dick I ever fucked, and it scared the shit out of me. It's just, yes. hey, non-Patreon listeners, you're getting a, a personal story today. So I had moved to England for grad school, and I was dating a guy out there that I had worked with at summer camp, and I dumped him after about two months. It just it wasn't working out. He's a good guy, whatever. Anyways, I was on the prowl, as one is after breakups, and went out to a local pub with a girlfriend. And she, uh, you know, as we were in England, we had people who spoke like every language. She was of Italian descent, had an English accent when speaking in English, uh, spoke Italian. And we're sitting at the pub, we're people watching, and we hear a group of guys sitting down on the table next to us speaking Italian. She's like, let's go talk. I'm like, I don't speak Italian. I'm going to find something else to do with my mouth. Uh, So I started making up with one of the guys. Uh, It eventually becomes clear that we're getting to the point where we have to leave the bar. Uh, And we get to my place and the pants come off and I'm like, Oh my God. Hit you in the face. This thing was so, I thought this about maybe one other dick in my life. I looked at it and went, please God, don't have any stamina. It was, (laughs) it was probably about as big around as my wrist. Uh, And I was significantly fatter at the time. So that was a bigger, (laughs) it was a big dick. And it was just, you know, luckily not too much stamina, but here's the punchline. We, you know, we're walking down the stairs from my, from my room to walk him out the door. And he goes, he's with his lovely Italian accent. I love America. I love America. I know I just botched that accent, but whatever. We get to the door. He holds my hand and goes, ciao, Bella. And I look at him and go, what was your name again? (laughs) Oh, classic home move. I love it. I didn't I didn't speak Italian. I just went straight for the necking, you know? Missed a few things just along the way. Just assume it was Luigi. Let's just call him Luigi. You know what? I'll always remember him fondly as Eduardo Horsecock. So if somehow oh. he has still tracked down this, every Eduardo who's listening to this podcast is like, that was me. That was me. It was my dick. I just picture you hobbling like you had your leg blown off in the Civil War, just... Just dragging yourself to let him out. I'm a survivor of the dick from last night. I don't know how I got by, my dear Martha, but I'll get through this war. <laughs> Give me whiskey and laudanum. That started almost like an AA meeting. Hi, I'm Yvette. I'm a large dick survivor. There was one other dick that I've seen in my life that was just impressive. Impressive, and I—it's the guy is a, still a friend of mine, and we, you know, we went to college together, hooked up senior week, and there was only one guy I hooked up with senior week. So, B, if you're listening, you're welcome for this compliment. I couldn't get the whole thing in my mouth. Isn't that frustrating though? Like you're kind of mad about it. I felt bad because I was like, "This is an impressive dick, and I want the rest of it." That's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, I'm really very good at this. Yeah, <laughs> like we. It was funny because we'd flirted, like, kind of. We'd we'd been flirty off and on for the last two years of college. Just whenever we saw, it, hey, hey, and. Finally, I had the biggest, blackest dick in my mouth that I've ever seen, and I can't handle it. And I feel like a failure. <laughs> like, no! Why? You gave it the old college try. Literally. It was my Literally. last week of college. 
It was a fun time. So back to the porn because we didn't even start. <laughs> this is what happens when we start uncaffeinated. I I start telling tales out of school. It's fine. We love it. Yeah. So okay. So how do we describe this porn? Who wants to take a stab at it? Um, women fuck daddies through a glory hole. Or their potential daddies, and they find out afterwards if it is their daddy. While their mother watches. Oh, and literally, the mother holds the hand through the experience. Because who doesn't want your mom holding your hand, as you may or may not? That's how my first time was. I mean, isn't that for everyone? Like, I think Japan was just like, we're going to do, this is how everyone works. We're just going to put it on film. It just goes to show how close-knit and tight their families are. Yeah, I mean, the family that shares pussy to, no, there's no way that works. Oh, my God. Just respect your elders. That's what the porn is. Respect your elders. Exactly. Respect your elders by letting them impregnate you. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> there was nothing not painful about watching. Like, there are moments where you're laughing and then at the same time you're crying on the inside of it. It just makes every taboo ever all in one. Just a chimera of just wrong. Yeah. It's a multi-headed hydra of horrible. It was. It was a Cerberus of just incest. I want to know, because I didn't research this this deeply. Were these actors or were these actual families? I assume they were actors. Please, God, let them be actors. Yeah. They have to be. The look of disgust on their face afterwards when it's revealed, you did fuck your father. I'm like, well, it's at least good acting, but oh my God. I hope it was. Here's the thing. When I was looking for Japanese game show porn, the stuff I kept stumbling upon had a recurring theme. First off, so much incest. And mostly between men and daughters. Incest is so hot right now. Incest is the new black. In porn especially, it really, like, you cannot find a category of porn that doesn't have, like, it's not just triple anal, it's triple anal with your brother or stepbrother. It's like, this is all, everything has an incest category now. And I don't know how this started. Yeah, but Alice, what you were saying is that it's mostly the father figure with the daughter instead of in the U.S. It's the mothers with the sons. Oh, yeah. It's predominantly the mother-son incest, actually. The reason that's more prevalent there is it actually arises from the strong nature of a relationship in Japan where the maternal role is super important in ensuring the son succeeds at school. I found someone from a sociopathology department from Tokyo who, first off, they said, okay, that first off, mother-son incest is any more common in Japan than elsewhere. But there definitely is more of an emotional incest Mm. with mothers and their sons in Japanese society Mm. because of, you know, ensuring that the sons, you know, are raised properly. The fathers are at work all the time. You know, they don't really get involved. And you have that stronger bond between those two. As opposed to in Western culture, it's father's daughter, father's stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, did you know consensual incest between adults is legal in Japan? Wow. Consent is key. Is it banned in all states in the U.S.? Or no. Don't tell that to the South. Yeah, I was just saying, a lot of states in the U.S., you can marry your first cousin. And I, I'm just saying, don't do that. There are genetic abnormalities that will happen. Fun fact, no, there are no genetic abnormalities if you have babies with your first cousins. There are no genetic abnormalities. It's just frowned upon. Also, I, I don't have any hot cousins. First cousins can. Second cousins is where it drops off to very low. Oh, I, I didn't know it was with first cousins. I thought there was no consequences. First cousins, you have, you share, I, I believe it's still about 12% of the same DNA. So you have, mm, like, if, if there's either a recessive gene or, like, it drops down to, like, one some odd percent when it's second cousins. And then by the time it's third, fourth cousins, that's where in most states it's legal and normal. Like, gotcha. I, my family is from, 
here's where you guys find out I'm a product of incest. Not re- it's a, My family is from this tiny little town in Nova Scotia, and people just marry their fourth cousins. They either do that or they move out of the town to find someone because mm. everyone, like I go there, I'm related to everyone. Well, just so you guys know what some of the incest statutes are around the United States, because of course, I went down this deep black hole, unlike the other holes I go down on a weekly basis. Uh, but Rhode Island- Girl, if you're going down holes and it's not mine, I'm very, I'm sad. I just, I want to know. <sighs> this, mm. <laughs> <laughs> carry on, carry on. Um, but Rhode Island has repealed its criminal incest statute and it only criminalizes incestuous marriage. Ohio targets only parental figures. New Jersey doesn't apply any penalties when both parties are over 12 years or older. Uh, and then you have states- 12? I didn't make the rules up. Wow, New Jersey. Fucking Jersey. I want to know who the fuck wrote that. Fucking Jersey. It's You know what? Somehow this doesn't surprise me. Nothing out of New Jersey surprises me. Well, I'm from originally New Jersey, so... And we are judging you harshly. Hey, no, you're, you're originally from Poland, so... Uh, my DNA is, I guess, so yeah. Wait, you were born in the U.S.? I, yeah, I have dual citizenship. Oh, okay. There's a joke in there somewhere, uh, a Polish person from New Jersey. There's, that's like a perfect joke. There's a lot of Polish people. The most uh, per capita Polish people is in um, Chicago, and then it's New Jersey. Huh. Polka music. Oh, I know how to polka. Don't challenge <gasps> me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're polkaing next time we're in the we're we're poking and we're polkaing next wow. time we're in the same. <laughs> I love it. But uh then there's a lot of severe penalties depending what state you're in. So let's see, I know there's severe penalties in Massachusetts, Virginia, Texas, Oregon with incest for up to 20 years in prison. Georgia's up to 30 years. Wisconsin's up to 40 years. And then Nevada, Montana, Idaho, and Michigan, it's penalty up to life for incest. That's an interesting smattering of states because they're all across the political and ideological spectrum. Like, Yeah, some of them I thought that would be harder on it aren't, and then vice versa. Yeah. I'm originally from Massachusetts, grew up in New Hampshire, and like those areas, especially Mass, super liberal. Then you get to Texas and Montana. Like Montana's kind of purplish, Texas, super red, and they all, like, I was shocked to hear Georgia was on the list. I'm like, really, Georgia? You know what? You never know which states are going to be. You didn't hear Alabama. Yeah. Uh. That's all I'm saying. They, I guess they just shoot the cousin fuckers over the border to Alabama. So basically what it all comes down to, podcast listeners, is roll the dice. Roll the dice with your cousins. <laughs> choose carefully where you're going to fuck your cousin. Check the <laughs> laws first. Or maybe look outside of the family. So here's my question. If hypothetically, let's say you did hook up with your stepbrother, would that count as incest depending on the state? I don't think so. I think it has to be DNA related. I think otherwise the movie Clueless would have really fucked a lot of people up. Clueless was porn. Clueless was totally porn. Clueless definitely had step-sibling banging. A dumb blonde. So you guys know, many states do apply incest laws to non-blood relations, including step-parents, step-siblings, in-laws, and people related through adoption. Yes. I can see why they would have it. And I think it's to stop older relatives from attacking like children. But like, 
stepbrothers, stepsister. Like, and I mean, I say that I'm not promoting this behavior, but I'm also saying, how can two people that just know each other via their parents getting married at when they're in their, you know, like say your parents get married and you're in your thirties and you just meet this person. That's not incest. In porn for the big companies, they always have, they're called compliance laws where you have to specify, oh, you're in college, you're doing this, but you'll, you have to, the stepdaughter or stepson that you're going to seduce has to be new within the family within six months. Otherwise, that constitutes an emotional relationship and therefore it's incestuous. But if it's like six months or less, then you're able to have that scenario of stepbrother, stepsister. So I wonder if that also uh, harkens back to the laws you're talking about with step relations. That's a fun fact. I didn't know that. Interesting, right? So was Clueless shot within the first six months of that? That's what we need to know. Let's let's get Alicia Silverstone on the line and Paul Rudd. And we can talk Talk Alicia Silverstone into vaccinating her fucking kids. Sorry, <laughs> ramble about just I, I get mad when people with giant platforms talk about dangerous things that can endanger people's health. Right. Please vaccinate your fucking kids. Everyone out there, vaccinate, vaccinate. Go check to see if you're behind on your own vaccines, because that's part of what contributes to the unvaccinated population. I recently just got a tetanus shot. Nice. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I got my TDAP and MMR updated a few years ago. Yeah, and I got my same. MMR updated. I lived in Anaheim at the time and I had an annual Disney pass. I was at Disney on the days that the Disney measles outbreak struck. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah. So I was so thrilled that I happened to get that measles. You were just lick, licking the handles of everything. You're like, it's not going to touch me. Oh, yeah. It's, and I mean, I only found out two weeks later. I'm like, oh, shit. I was there on that day. Do I have to? Oh, no. I got my measles shot. I had my invisible protection on. And it's just like it's in the news right now that uh, the Kentucky um, governor intentionally exposed his nine children, nine what an to asshole. chicken pox. I'm like, first of all, I, and I mean, please don't take this as me playing fast and loose with children's lives. That's what the governor's doing. But you know, once upon a time, people had like 10, 12 children because you expected five to die in childhood from diseases like- Yeah, the- to have a large litter. Yeah. You, five are going to die because of being kicked in the face by a horse or things like chicken pox because it can kill people. Doesn't that also break like the Geneva Convention? Like germ warfare? You know what? I don't know. How big of a scale does it have to be to be germ war? You know, nine people is a small army. That's a statistic. I need to find out where it goes from germ war. Because, I mean, those nine people are now nine vectors for the disease. Mm -hmm. Little outbreak monkeys. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even like I get my flu shot every year knowing that there is a chance that it won't work. But, you know, every year you get it, it helps build your immunity to the flu following years. Like get it every year. Just fucking get it every year. And on top of that, what it's really meant to do is to protect you and others from the worst strain that they're predicting to occur in that year. Because that's the thing. People assume, oh no, I I got the flu, so it didn't work. It's like, well, no, you didn't get the strain that was going to kill you or other people. Mm-hmm. Or because you got your shot, it was a lessened uh, strain of it. And last Absolutely. year when, and I was looking this up yesterday because I was having an argument with my husband about, you know, I'm like, the anti-vaxxers are getting worse. He's like, no, I see more people talking about it. I'm like, yeah, it's because it's in the news lately. So he's like, yeah, my friends are never talk about vaccines or talking about why these anti-vaxxers are horrible. I'm like, do you think that has actually converted any anti-vaxxers? No, which makes me very sad. But the flu shot, get it every year. It helps build your immunity over time so that when the super bug comes, it tries to wipe out the planet and the next version of the Spanish flu shows up, your immune system will be better able to handle it like a cold uh, as opposed to a flu. Get vaccinated so you don't pass it to your stepdaughter or stepsister. 
that you're sexually involved with. Exactly. Or as you're fucking your daughter through a piece of cardboard. Yes. Uh, as we watched it in oh, this porn. God. So, oh, my God. Why did we do this? This was the only... Fu- okay, so first off, our patrons will get a link to this video. If you are on our Patreon and give us, like, a dollar, you get access to this video. <laughs> I'm still kind of horrified. Like, I'm looking at this right now as we're talking, and I'm just like, just the one clip that I have up, and this is the clip that I have of it on my phone. Like, I'm sorry. But All you the, need. There's a thumbnail that shows everything that's happening, and it's the mother who's naked holding the daughter's hand while we can see the father behind the cardboard fucking her, and the person who's hosting the show holding a microphone up, interviewing the father, being like, so how do you feel that you might have your dick in your daughter right now? How do you get that gig? I feel like I would be oddly good at it. I think you'd be amazing at it. Because you have to be be like a dirty talker but objective at the same time. It's, you could you can make that flow. I think this is a new career. You. If one day you feel like leaving the dick holder job, you could be the dick talker job. Color commentator. Exactly. We'll vouch for you if you need references. Thank you. You know, I appreciate that. You know, it's just good to know that there's good people out there, you know, willing to put their name on the line for me. You're amusing us highly, so we'll definitely we're, we'll give references. What I love though is so while the father is fucking the daughter through the hole and the mom's holding the hand, the father has the most painful expression yeah. on his face while the host is holding the guy like barely. So it's like no, 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 you're not leaving. You're gonna continue, you know, standing there while she fucks you. That's why I don't blame you for wondering. Was this real? Yeah, the facial expressions on all of them were horrified. And I want this to be fake, but like, especially the dad, he had this look of, I need to kill myself now. What I want to know is, what was the car ride like home? (laughs) (laughs) If that's a real family, there are going to be some discussions had. Okay, so while he's fucking a daughter, there's also the conversation going on of, daughter, are you on the pill? Uh, No, no, we don't allow her to take the pill. And, you know, apparently getting pregnant by your dad. And the mother was very encouraging about that. Yeah, like watching this whole thing, I, at the very end, they're like, how does it feel that you might be pregnant with your father's child? It's like, what? Ah, you just came inside your daughter. How do you feel? Like, why are you asking? Who? Wh- why are we in this dark timeline? And how do I get more? Yeah. So first off, I loved the look of shame he had. But not only that, but when they did the reveal of it was a father, I don't know if you paid attention, but they played like a do-do-do. Like a nice twinkling Japanese sound when they did it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love also how the host is commenting. She's like, inbreeding, huh? That must be weird. <laughs> it's like, girl, it's your show. You said it. You knew this was a... Th- yeah. You know, there's different teen parenting styles out there. Some parents discipline work. Some parents, a, a hard cock does the job, I guess. Spare the rod, am I right? (laughs) They're sparing no rod, baby. Two things I want to mention. So first off, they end with, hey, you get a vacation out of this. Yeah. Awkward family vacation. And they were super excited about it. So you see them like getting this huge cue card of like a beautiful, like what looks like Hawaii or island. Yeah. Yeah. Given it's like, hey, yeah. And everybody looks genuinely really happy about that. So kudos on the acting. But second is I was actually really excited during this porn that I got to see pixelated genitalia. Yeah. 
It's always they have a cream for that. <laughs> it's it's always the guy's junk that's pixelated in in Japanese porn, and I, I'm sure that has something to do with the regulations. But it's it's never the women's. The women's yeah. we can always see. They blur out the the vagina when the penetration starts to happen, so the vagina gets inadvertently pixelated. Yeah, yeah. And this one's just we could see the vagina, but like the this was very careful pixelation. Like we mm. could see the vagina and the dick going in and out. Like it's oh yeah, that's some guy's job. It's kind of like when someone puts you know like an exclamation point in the middle of the word fuck. Yeah, we couldn't tell what you were saying there. That yeah. totally covered that up. There's the gist of a dick right there. I mean, I have seen some dicks that kind of look like that but mm. i did look into why there is pixelation oh, so let's hear it. i have history tell us so as your resident porn historian uh <laughs> <laughs> And please correct me if I'm wrong. During the Meiji Restoration era, so it was a political revolution in 1868, they censored everything. So from porn to hmm. speaking out against the emperor. And ever since then, no one's wanted to run on the platform of, hey, let's remove the porn censors and come across like a pervert. Because no one wants to be the porn politician. Don't be that guy. And here's the thing. The small thing and the most logical thing to do would be to just ignore the law into obscurity. I mean, like a blue law. Yeah, we have tons of yeah. obscenity laws within the United States. We just don't pay attention to them. Nope. But not only do the police enforce it, the censorship has become part of the culture. So a lot of Japanese guys that I've met or seen online, they don't really like American porn. They call it sports and don't see the appeal. Now there are loopholes. Wow. So there are loopholes. So for example, there are Japanese companies that do offer uncensored porn. They're online, but the hosting of the servers is in America. Gotcha. Ah. Loophole. Yep. Yeah. You can have your Japanese unpixelated porn. You just have to get a private server. Talk to... There's a way that you can do that. VPNs. VPNs. VPNs are the only way I survive traveling overseas. I'm like, you cannot take my Hulu away from me. <laughs> so yeah, it's a niche, but uh, the ma major labels, you know, still have it censored over there. So their version of Pornhub, pixelated. Wow. wow. That makes me so sad. But you know what? As long as it does the job without seeing all that mess, because some of them don't need to be seen. You don't need to. You, you get what's happening. You get what's happening. Yeah. The motion's going on. If they feel sexually fulfilled from it, all right. We encourage you to do whatever works for your pleasure that's in the, the realm of legal and and ethical. Absolutely. Missy, I have a question. Yes. So I was reading an article today about fake cum. And I know fake cum exists because I, why do I have a recipe of it? It's not grandma's recipe, although it kind of tastes like it. Um, so I feel like this is a thing that if we ever do a live show, we're going to, if you know, we're going to do like 10 questions, whoever gets them wrong, gets the bucket of fake cum on them. Oh, uh, like a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, we'd have men just, you know, masturbate onto us, but we don't know how long that would take. Yeah. There's too, too many variables to control for. But I was reading an article that they use fake cum during shoots nowadays um, pretty often, actually. Have you worked with it? I have no idea. They do it during pictures because oh. uh, sometimes uh, they'll shoot the scene and then they'll come and then they'll say, stop. And then they'll take pictures of it. But usually they do the pictures beforehand. Uh, so the girl still looks all pretty with her makeup done. And all it is is Cetaphil. What? Cetaphil. Wait, what's Cetaphil? The lotion, the face wash, because it has like a clear milky consistency. Oh my God. That's Cetaphil. That's amazing. That, that they spray all over your face and all over your tits and in your mouth and you spit it out. 
Cetaphil. So next time you're at the market, pick it up. It's actually really good for your skin. So that's why they use it. It doesn't break you out or anything. And it's easy to clean up so the makeup artist can reapply makeup. That's hilarious. Yep. So there's no recipe. It's not like pina colada juice. It's not sugar with egg yolk. Nope. Cetaphil. Just soap. Huh. Now we know what to put into our cum buckets. Yeah. And when you do fake cream Piscines, they empty a douche out and they fill it up with Cetaphil and then they squirt it in you and they tell you to push it out. Wow. Not that fake cream pie scenes exist. Yeah, nothing in porn's faked. The orgasms are all real and the points. Only thing fake in porn are these titties. Hey, hey, they're not. And my enthusiasm. Those are very real. They exist, they hold weight, they are real. They are not genetically coded. Yeah. They are purchased. Theoretically, they exist, so they are real. I hate the term fake versus real. I'm like, no, 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 no. It holds weight. It exists. <laughs> my tits are a construct. <laughs> <laughs> Tits are a social construct. Yeah. Change my mind. We need to get Jordan Peterson now onto the show with yeah. you know to discuss the social construct of tits. Yeah. Yeah. There will be so much yelling. <laughs> Now I want to know, is there a social construct of tits? If you are an expert of a social construct of tits, please email us at info at twogirlsonmike.com. I want to know. Here's something interesting. My brother's trans uh, and he had to have a titectomy, which I'm sure is the technical term. And the day that he could go to the swimming pool without a shirt on was an interesting day because these were nipples that you couldn't see before. And all of a sudden they were nipples that were just fine to be out. That has to be a mind fuck. Yeah. Like he was, I think that was when he finally felt like, you know, a man, like he was like, I, you know, he was starting to grow the goatee, could go out in public without the shirt on. And it's like he he just- Double standards like started to apply. Oh, yeah. It's like he's finally getting all that respect that men get just for having a dick. Yeah. It's funny. When he was when he started transitioning, and it's like, he's my brother, so I can joke with him like this. His voice started changing, of course. And I started- Because he picked on me when I went through puberty uh, after him because he's three years older. So I started picking on him because I was uh. like, oh, I was like, bro, your, your balls finally dropped and your voice is cracking. He's like, hey. I'm like, no. No, no, I'm not picking on you for being trans. You're my brother. I'm picking on you for going through puberty. <laughs> it was good. He kept a good sense of humor about it because it was like, you know, he's managed to keep himself safe, happy, and a good group of friends. And it's Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, he lives in Kansas City. You wouldn't expect it. Kansas City. That's the opposite safe place for them, it seems. Kansas City is ultra liberal. Oh, really? Okay, liberal. good. Good for them. And I mean, it's great group of friends out there, really, really safe place. And it's he was married to his wife before he transitioned, still together. They're, uh, oh, they're great. Playing out. And as he says, drawer full of penises. Gets to choose the one he wants on the day. <laughs> this one today. Oh, lucky. I love how we just circled back to the drawer full of penises. Exactly. Perfect way. From the tits. You know how to start and you know how to finish. Exactly. I've been told the same thing during sex sometimes. Starts with crying, ends with crying. Yeah. You know, if, if you're not crying, really, how do you get off? Yeah. This is the best loop. Nature's loop. Tears. So speaking of crying, we have some patrons to thank. Yay! <laughs> I guess because they're the ones who get the videos of me crying and masturbating. Oh, um, send them to wait, me. Wait, how have I not gotten those yet? Alice, you've been cheating on me with our patrons. Clearly. Chris's card idea. Maybe I should subscribe to our Patreon feed to get these videos. <laughs> Possibly. But uh, <laughs> so we do have a Patreon feed and you could get actually additional content, additional mini-sodes, or as I like to call them, quickies. Mm. Mm. Oh, baby. Saucy. Um, spicy. Well, not at the same time. Well, actually, kind Zesty. of a vagina be both spicy and saucy. Write in. Let us know. I'd be a, f- a little afraid of a spicy vagina, but not a saucy one. Mm. That's a spicy vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my meatballs in the... You- Never mind. Nope. Will you take my breadstick? Oh. <laughs> this is... 
Eduardo, where's get... Eduardo? Eduardo. Uh, Eduardo Horsecarkwit. Horsecark. That is the most Boston accent I have ever. I'm Look, the Boston accent comes out sometimes. <laughs> I'm not caffeinated yet. Right, Eduardo Horsecark, where are you? Oh, God. But so we have some Patreons to thank this week uh, because they're the ones who get the Japanese porn videos and help support Woo! us to watch Japanese porn because that's a thing. God bless Thank them. you, you crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> so this week we want to thank the following. Shane Wright, Robert Hetherington, Ryan Shambly, Craig Elliott, James Overton, Jason Mitchell, Jeff Peterson, Mark Romer, Neil Hallstrom, Pets, Sam Montooth. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We love you so much. And if you want to join us in watching Japanese porn and listening to our quickies, you can go to patreon.com slash two girls, one mic and everything from a dollar to, you know, getting the porn to uh, giving us more than that to talking to us. I mean, we could talk dirty to you. I have Windex. I can clean that shit up. You um, can indeed uh, hop on Patreon and get to chat with us for each month. That is one of the one of the levels of reward. So if you want to, if you have questions, if you want to tell us what you want from the podcast, oh yeah, you can buy our love is what we're saying. You can boycott me being on here. The rewards are limitless for you guys. The sky's the limit. Oh, so what's funny is I became a patron of someone recently and I wanted to support this creator. And so she... It was funny when she and I were talking, she was like, so first off, you're the only woman that has signed up for this level to talk to me. She actually expected one of two things was going to happen. Either A, I was going to be cool, which jokes on her. Um, uh, or we, we barely pass. Like we much. can We're weird enough that it, that it comes off as cool. On only because nerds are acceptable now. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but the second thing she expected, she was like, all right, she's going to show up and it's going to be a dude with his dick in his hand, pants down. I was like, no, that's like the second or third meeting where you're going to have. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that is what you did to me on our like fourth meeting. Like the dick co- just popped out. Were you disappointed? God, no. It was amazing. You're welcome. Okay. It was good. So, <laughs> ah, All right. So Missy, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Missy X Martinez. You can find me on Instagram at It's Missy Martinez because my Instagram was deleted at 800,000 followers. <gasps> so stop by, give me a follow what? there. How did that happen? No reason. No reason. They hate sex workers. Oh. It, wait, did it happen in um, that a time where all the sex workers were getting their pages shut down like last year, end of last year? Yeah, it happened in like June, July of last year. And uh, Twitter also took away my verification badge after one year. Because I stopped being me. Wow. I'm like, I haven't had that much plastic surgery done. (sighs) But yeah, uh, Twitter at Missy X Martinez and Instagram at It's Missy Martinez. Awesome. I'm so mad that they took away your verification. That's just fucking silly. Now I'm just a normal person. Look, I'm just saying, I like my verified badge. It makes people pay attention when I tweet something. Yes. When I tweet about my asshole, I need more people to listen. Yeah. I've seen people with two, 3,000 followers who have like the blue check mark and you with 800,000. It's like, nah, she's fine. No one's going to copy her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen yeah. an occasional person with like less than 1,000 followers with the blue check mark. And generally, it's a journalist. Yeah. And they just want verification that this person is the one writing for this news outlet. Like the way I got verified on Twitter. Um, oh, no. Facebook was really hard to get verified on. Oh I had God. to prove that like oh yeah it took months oh, and I'm like yeah I, have, I know I, with the whole Dan situation we had to wait till we were like oh, close to a million likes on the one page oh, yeah. I had to prove to them that 
someone paid me to write for them, basically. Uh, oh. And I, I had, when I sent them my ID, because they wanted a, a form of my ID to prove that I was who I was. And they're like, your ID doesn't match the name that you use on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, of course it doesn't, dipshit. Nobody puts their full name. On- I don't want to be murdered. Yeah, I like people not finding me. But yeah, it took ages and arguing. And they were like, we want to put you in the category of blogger. I'm like, you're putting me in the category of scientist, you assholes. There was so much arguing to get verified. That's doctor blogger to you. (laughs) It's for the record, I only have a master's degree and I try to, I I never want people to to think otherwise. But the uh, Twitter, I just sent an email and I was verified. Instagram, I've sent a handful of emails, nothing. No, 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 no. You have to sell diarrhea teas and have 14 million followers. Okay. Gotcha. I just have to tell people that they can get skinny via ways that don't actually get them skinny. Cool. Yeah. Just, you know, drink the water in a different country and you'll have the same effects. Oh, yeah. Giardia is great for weight loss. Yes. I love Giardia. Diarrhea is not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, next up, I was considering trying dysentery next, but I, I, I did play Oregon Trail enough to know that that might- I was going to say the good old Oregon Trail. Yeah. It's like whichever one can just flush your body out of, of everything that's keeping you alive. That's the one. Yeah. This took a turn. Thank you, ladies, for having me on so much. I had such a blast, and I loved all the tangents, the twists and the turns. We (laughs) laughed. We cried. We came. We threw up. It was amazing. All at the same time, sometimes. Yeah. We talked about face cum. It was a good time. Um, And Yvette, where can our listeners find you? Over at at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe, where I do science and dick jokes which seems to be my wheelhouse. Alice, where can people find you and our podcast? Well, they could find our podcast because they're already listening to us uh, on iTunes or Spotify or wherever, but they should review us. So if you're listening to this and you haven't left us a review, you're a horrible person. No, I'm kidding. Please leave us a review. Don't give us- No, we love you. Please review us. We're we're not desperate. I'm desperate. Okay. Sometimes I'm desperate. I mean, I showed a tit on this podcast that none of you saw, but it happened. Thank you for the titty. Mm. There were three girls and we here's my to- titty here's my titty we're all taking out a boob right. at once right now <gasps> yeah alice finally showed a boob i'm so, so happy guys this is a like i'm so i'm so happy i could cry this is <laughs> this is the closest we've gotten to an actual like sexual thing on this podcast it was so beautiful also you ladies have lovely boobs thank, thank you, you. But yes, please leave us a review, uh, support us on Patreon, uh, and you can follow me, Alice Vaughn, at Rational Blonde on Twitter. But again, you can interact with us on the Patreon. But we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.